Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is February 27th, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, First segment is entitled, All Academic College Football Playoff, Who Wins? The participants are Duke, Vanderbilt, Northwestern, and Stanford. And obviously everybody's going to choose Stanford. But Stanford has been down, has been down for the last couple years. So we have to keep that in mind. But everybody's still going to pick Stanford. Um, so it will be Duke versus Vanderbilt and Northwestern versus Stanford. ACC versus SEC. Big Ten versus Pac-12. All right. So I'm going to pick Duke to beat Vanderbilt and Stanford to beat Northwestern. Obviously, this would never happen in real life. Even if the, all those teams would go undefeated, the co- the committee that picks the teams would never allow it to happen. But the Gold Nose podcast is a uh, different kind of universe. So here we go. Alright, Duke beats Vanderbilt, Stanford beats Northwestern, so we would have Duke versus Stanford in the championship game. Alright. And I'm thinking, like, (laughs) I don't know, man. I, I mean, Stanford probably is gonna steamroll them. I mean, they're, they're getting, Stanford's getting pretty good talent these days but Dave the last couple of years they haven't been on so uh I'm gonna pick Stanford man just to better talent I think Duke would be competitive but I'll pick Stanford uh 38-17 I think Duke can put up 17 and I just like to I just like to say what if on this college football playoff because we all know that you know, they're going to put the teams in there that can draw the most money on that one night. So let me know what you think about that segment, man. All academic college football playoff. Um, I'm going to move on to the next segment, which is entitled Andre Wadsworth not celebrated enough. All right. And um, Andre Wadsworth, 6'4". 265 um played at Florida State for let's see he played all four years um first round pick in the 1998 draft some consider him the top overall prospect uh, with number three to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, he only played there for two years. 
three years. And he was out of the league. Then he came back with the Jets in 2007, and he got cut. Um, at Florida State, um, he walked on actually, and um, he was uh, play. He played defensive tackle. He made all ACC at defensive tackle. Um, he really should have came out his junior year. He was considered a top pick, top ten pick his junior year. Um, he stayed for his senior year. Um, he switched to defensive end. He had his senior year. He had 59 tackles, 19 tackles for a loss, uh, 16 quarterback sacks. Um, he was one of the final finalists for the Lombardi Award, and first team All ACC and first team All American. He was also uh, selected as ACC Player of the Year. And ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Um, again, one of the best players, uh, one of the best defensive players to ever play at Florida State. Um, you know, I, I he he just didn't show up in that in that uh, '96 title game against Florida. Um, he got dominated. Um, you know, I don't know what happened in that game, but he just wasn't himself. So, um, but still one of my favorite players uh, all time. I mean, he was just a beast when he moved to defensive end. Um, I want to know what his weight was when he played defensive tackle. That's what I want to know, but they don't have that listed here, so. They just got 6'4", 265, but I I would imagine that when he played defensive tackle, he um, weighed more. He lost weight to play that defensive end spot. Um, but when he, his pre-draft measurables, he was 6'3", and 5'8", and 280, basically. Um, it says here that Wadsworth benched bench press 500 pounds and had a personal best in in the squat of 690 pounds um he was regarded as the number one prospect in the 1998 nfl draft he was selected third overall by the arizona cardinals um his his pro stats are nothing to Right home about 36 games played. Um, started in 30 of them. 96 tackles, 8 sacks. That's like one season for most defensive ends, I guess. And one interception. So, um, still had a great college career. Still is one of my favorite ace, one of my favorite Florida State players. So, let me know what you think about that segment. Um... I'm going to move on to the next segment, which is entitled, Why I Don't Sing um, the Florida State Fight Song at Live Games. Um, You know, it's nothing against the song, man. It's I just can't do it. I just don't feel comfortable singing at all, really. But, um, you know, I just don't see myself going, Woo! <laughs> It just don't feel right. Um, and singing the 
spelling out Florida State. I just, I'll clap. I'll clap, but I'm not, I can't sing, man. It just don't feel right. Um, but I, you know, the, I've probably been to about, in my life, I've probably been to about 20 Florida State games. And, you know, it's guys out there that do sing it, feel and that feel comfortable singing it. I just don't. I haven't been to a game in a while now, but, you know, I just don't feel comfortable doing it. Um, Let me know if you like singing the fight song. Um, I love the the, um, war chant. I love the tomahawk. But, you know, the F-L-O-R-I-D-A-S-T-A-T-E thing. No, I'll pass on that. It's good. I don't have anything against it. I really don't. It's just not my cup of tea. So uh, let me know if you go to any live games, do you sing along with that part of the uh, fight song? Um, Moving on to the next segment, which is entitled, and this is kind of long, but I'm going to read it anyway. For one game only, you can switch bodies with a uh, Florida State player, past or present. Um, your current body would be in sleep mode during the time that you are being the uh, Florida State player. You automatically know all the offensive and defensive plays for whoever you picked, whatever player you switched with. Um, so basically, to sum it up, you're going to switch bodies with your favorite Florida State player or whoever. Uh, whichever Florida State player for one game And you're going to play that game And you know all the plays I'm going to have to go with Man It's a lot of It's a lot of guys to select from man But I'm going to have to go with Dalvin Cook <laughs> I'm about to go with Dalvin Cook man Against Clemson uh, when he when he had that long run, and he did the little track click the tape thing, I'm gonna have to go with that. Or maybe Dalvin Cook in the Oregon game. I would make myself hold on to the ball. Um, cause his fumbles, I mean, basically blew that game wide open in the first college football playoff. So I would, it would, it would probably be Dalvin Cook. In the Oregon game. And. um, I think if. if he, I think he fumbled like twice. And they scored off of that. I mean. Momentum is so big in college. And just in football in general. That I think if. If, if he can hold on to the ball. With those two fumbles. It might have been a game because I think the team just gave up after that. Um, so, yeah, it would definitely be Dalvin Cook in the Oregon game. So um, let me know what you think about that segment. Moving on to the next segment, which is entitled Tamori and Terry. Can he be a all-time great at Florida State? Statistically, He's got a long way to go. 
Uh, right now, he's sitting at 95 receptions, 1,932 yards, and 17 touchdowns. That places him 15th in program history or yard totals-wise. Touchdowns, he's tied for 15th. And it doesn't say anything about his receptions. I imagine receptions, he's not even close because you got guys with 200-some-odd receptions. Um, I think he's going to have to have a monster year. But he he's not the type of receiver that runs great routes. He just runs go routes. Um. In 2019, he had 60 catches for basically 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns. That you know, that's a great season. But that's those you can just 60 catches for 1,200 yards. That says deep threat. It doesn't say great receiver. Now, if he would have had, um, you know, 90 catches for I don't know. 1600 yards or something like that and i'll say okay i would look at it and i say okay this guy runs great routes but if he can ever master route running i mean you've got um a potential uh potentially you know one of the best receivers ever so um i'm just looking at some of the stuff that they're saying here on this um this information is coming from uh, Seminoles.com. Um, I always like to cite where I'm getting my information from. I say that in the opening. Some of my stuff does come from the internet. Um, you know, like I said, he just has to. Uh, he has to master the route tree. Um. Once he does that, the sky's the limit for this guy. I mean, I think he could have came out this year and potentially been a late-round uh, pick, but all those receivers that were coming out, he decided to stay, which was a good decision by him. Um, like I said, once he gets that, that route tree down, man, and it's just a couple of routes, like the, the deep comeback, the, um, the deep out, um, all the deep routes as far as just going straight like the post and the, the nine route he's got those but just the inter intermediate routes the six cut the out cut that's what he needs to work on and uh, I think you're going to be looking at one of the best ever to come through Florida State um, that's going to conclude this episode I hope you enjoyed it it's available on YouTube. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. If you're listening to this on YouTube, please scroll down to the description. Click on one of the links. Rate, review, subscribe. I appreciate all the people who listen on a daily basis. It means a lot to me. Um, I love you guys. And um, as always, go Nose.